Well, good morning, Greenwich. Today is Thursday. It's February the 4th. Great to welcome you to another edition of the Basement Academy, a gymnasium for the soul. Um, I want to say a quick thanks to the many who have uh, sent in some questions uh, that we'll start taking up next week, and looks like it'll be uh, at least two weeks. Uh, again, plenty of time still to get those questions in. Should be a, uh, some kind of text box that you could uh, submit uh, through the church website or on Facebook. You'll see a link there, and so welcome uh, any questions, biblical, theological, uh, kind of personal, cultural, what's going on in our world, um, and I'll do my best to take a, take a crack at them. Uh, we've been in the Psalms lab this week. After four weeks of talking about praying the Psalms, this week we're trying to show or kind of give you a feel for what that looks like uh, by actually just reading through and then uh, I'm this is how I, I pray the Psalms. Again, the danger is that you feel like you have to do it the way I'm doing it. It's not that, um, but I'm trying to demonstrate one way uh, to do this. Um, before we read the Psalms or pray the Psalms, uh, just this, this interesting distinction between being tourists and pilgrims. Um, number of years ago, uh, summer of 2000, prior to uh, coming to Greenwich, in fact, that trip uh, to Ireland I took uh, was critical or, or vital in my uh, coming to Greenwich, uh, was invited uh, by a mentor, a uh, friend of mine, Leighton Ford, to join him and others on a pilgrimage, and that's the language he used, uh, to walk where St. Patrick walked. And so we went to Ireland, and visited certain key sites, uh, and we had a tour guide, a, a pastor, a friend of Leighton's from uh, that area, and we had a delightful, it was like 11 days together. I could have viewed that as being a tourist, um, just kind of passing through. I, I didn't think I was going to be there long. I wasn't, and I have not gone back, but, but tourists, you know, kind of um, they choose where they want to go, there's excitement, there's novelty, there's photo ops, and I took plenty of photos. I've actually got the, <laughs> the, uh, the photos right behind me and some, uh, some albums. Um, but the tourists are moving among the crowds, they're, they're getting, you know, um, insights and, uh, as to what's going on there. But there's kind of a fleeting interest um, and, and no sustained connection to the experience other than, boy, I built some memories, I took some pictures, but tourists go and then leave. Pilgrims, it's a different thing, isn't it? Tourists and pilgrims both travel, but they travel differently. Intent, purpose, um, focus, they may look the same at times, and so this group of pilgrims that were walking where St. Patrick walked were probably found among the tourists, but at each of the places our, our guide, um, Pastor Scott was his name, he, he was teaching us. There was biblical theological reflection. We would pause, we would pray. Um, it, it was very different. Uh, I, I, done some touristy stuff, and so this had a different quality to it. We would begin and end the day with devotions and times of reflection, and it was on that trip that I began to explore 
a move from where I was in, in Colorado and, and sought counsel with, with Leighton and uh, others, uh, Irv Chambers in particular, uh, another one of Leighton's associates. And so this notion of journeying with a destination, with a goal, so it's about the soul, right? So the tourist is kind of picking up memories and, and, and photos and experiences. The pilgrim is 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 growing and maturing is seeking a, a destination uh, I don't I don't mean to begrudge any tourism and anyone who travels but pilgrims are rarely among the crowd there is a I don't know if loneliness is quite the right word but a solitude that's probably a better word there's a solitude that attends the pilgrim the pilgrim is contemplating is engaging with God even though the, it, it may be the same location the same uh, vista the same lo geographic location the tourist and the pilgrim you know we were mixed in at times but there was a sense and then even within the crowd uh, there was maybe 14 or 15 of us of all ages and, and stages of life that were on this journey with Leighton. And um, I had my own pilgrimage going on, working through some things in my life, working through a sense of call uh, where I was to be. And, and on that trip, uh, the, the way I describe it and, and described it to my wife, uh, Krista, upon return, I felt a sense of release that I could, I could leave the church I was at in Boulder. Uh, Colorado and so that was in uh, June I actually turned 40 on that trip so that was kind of nice that was fun um, and within probably less than three months I was in conversation with Greenwich Presbyterian Church and I guess you know the rest of the story I've been here ever since so um, the, I, I raised that, um, that 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 tourist pilgrim distinction uh, Eugene Peterson writes about in this book a long obedience in the same direction you've heard me use that phrase I didn't come up with it I keep getting my hand in the way sorry about that I guess it's this hand I should use a long obedience in the same direction discipleship in an instant society by Eugene Peterson and what this book uh, does it explores the 15 Pilgrim Psalms. You'll hear. Yeah, I use that phrase uh, along the way. There are fifteen prayers, Psalms one twenty to one thirty four, tucked in, kind of towards the end of the Psalter. Most of them are really short. They were traveling songs, as the people of Israel would make their pilgrimage up to Jerusalem. Uh, it was a song of ascent. They were ascending up to Jerusalem. And there they would go for the, the work, the required worship festivals. And so these pilgrim psalms, Peterson explores uh, the pilgrim psalms uh, in, in his book. And they help us to mature. <laughs> these 15 prayers that help to deepen us and grow us. Um, he calls them a dog-eared songbook for the long obedience. They help to remind us by their heading, we're on a journey in this life. 
and we are not alone. We are traveling with others, and that's part of the beauty of the Psalms. So, uh, kind of an extended uh, introduction. Let, let, let's turn to the Psalms, and we'll end with one of the pilgrim Psalms, Psalm 124. So day four, this is Psalm four. Answer me when I call to you, O my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Be merciful to me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Lord, we pray that we might be numbered among the godly whom you have set apart and consecrated. And we believe that to be so through Jesus Christ. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. God, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us in our anger. How often we do sin in our anger. And so here our confession, the need we have to search our hearts well, to be silent rather than to speak uh, out of our anger. And so Father, uh, even through this day, uh, we pray that your spirit might might lead us to a deep examination of the places where we are and why we are angry. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, O Lord. You have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. And we thank you for the shining face of Jesus Christ upon us. May your face, may that face, the face of Christ, shine upon all that we say and do and all that we seek to be today. I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And so we read this evening prayer in the morning and so as we go throughout our day, Lord, we ask that this night when our head hits the pillow that we may dwell in safety, we may sleep in peace. Amen. Psalm 34. The heading's important. When he pretended to be insane before Abimelech, when, who drove him away and he left. So this is a Psalm of David. There's an incident from uh, the book of Samuel. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Oh Lord, deliver us from all our fears. There was such great fear in our lives, in our world. Fear of catching the coronavirus, fear of death fear of economic collapse, fear of what a new administration or an old administration may or may have done or not done to our society. Lord, drive away all fear. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. Thank you, Lord, for saving us 
from our troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Lord, what a beautiful image. And so we pray for the host of angels to surround us, to surround our loved ones. Father, we pray your mercy upon Amanda Bryson, Carol Brinkley, others who in our own congregation may have been or are dealing with the COVID virus and camp around them, a camp around those marriages and families that are in great struggle and distress this day because of the schooling challenges, because of personal challenges. May the angels come and camp around us in camp. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Father, how our lives are marked by the things that we believe we lack. Oh, if we only had more time or more money, more things. Lord, help us to know that we lack nothing. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want, we shall not lack. And so teach us of the fear of the Lord. Come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Oh, Father, help us to be those who seek peace, to enjoy the experience of the, the beatitude, the blessed are the peacemakers. And so, Lord, may it be so that we would, in these times of unrest and distress, that we would be a people of peace. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. Lord, you're trying to teach us something, aren't you here? You're reminding us. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who who are crushed in spirit. And so, Father, draw near. You're already near to the brokenhearted. Help those who mourn, who weep, who grieve this day to know that you are close, that you are present. Manifest your presence in, in, in strong and deep and powerful ways for those who are brokenhearted this day. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. And we thank you that this psalm was fulfilled in the death of Jesus Christ, whose bones were not broken. That he was already dead on the cross, and so they did not break his bones. We thank you. And remember the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus, even at this moment. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. And how we rejoice that in Christ there is no condemnation. Amen. Psalm 34. 
Psalm 64. <clears throat> I like this one. <laughs> Hear me, O God, as I voice my complaint. Protect my life from the threat of the enemy. Hide me from the conspiracy of the wicked, from that noisy crowd of evildoers. They sharpen their tongues like swords and aim their words like deadly arrows. They shoot from ambush at the innocent man. They shoot at him suddenly without fear. They encourage each other in evil plans. They talk about hiding their snares. They say, who will see them? They plot injustice and say, we have devised a perfect plan. Surely the mind and heart of man are cunning. And so, Father, we join with the psalmist in pouring out our complaint against evil, against wickedness, against that which destroys human life and human flourishing and community. We recognize so much of it in our world. Just thinking of the, the, the chaos of our society that would lead people astray, that would confuse the truth around man and woman and marriage and the protection and uh, the preciousness of life, especially life in the womb. We see so much anger um, and, and, and hatred and vitriol and the political um, unrest of our day. And Father, we confess that we have too often joined that battle in a way that does not bring honor to you. We have poured out our complaint against other people who bear your image rather than pouring out our complaint to you. And so teach us, O oh Lord, to complain to you and you alone. And so, Father, we pray for protection from the cunning heart of men and guard us, lest our hearts become cunning as well and we be about destruction of life. But God will shoot them with arrows. Suddenly they will be struck down. He will turn their own tongues against them and bring them to ruin. All who see them will shake their heads in scorn. May it be so, Lord. May those things that diminish life, diminish faith, diminish hope, diminish love, may those things be suddenly struck down from our lives. All mankind will fear. They will proclaim the works of God and ponder what he has done. Let the righteous rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the upright in heart praise him. Amen. And we do praise you, O God, for the hope and the confidence we have that in the death of Jesus Christ, in his resurrection, you have begun to put all enemies under his feet. And we yearn for that day when all enemies are fully, finally, forever under the feet of Jesus Christ. And so we rejoice in your coming kingdom and help us to live well and live fully into that kingdom. And thank you for this psalm, Psalm 64. Hear our complaint, hear our prayer. Amen. Psalm 94. <clears throat> O Lord, the God who avenges, O God who avenges, shine forth. Amen. Here's that theme again. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Pay back to the proud what they deserve. How long will the wicked, O Lord, how long 
will the wicked be jubilant. They pour out arrogant words. All the evildoers are full of boasting. They crush your people, O Lord. They oppress your inheritance. They slay the widow and the alien. They murder the fatherless. They say the Lord does not see. The God of Jacob pays no heed. And so, Father, we pray for the persecuted church who are being crushed, who are being oppressed, where your church in America may be facing this oppression, but we really, Lord, we think it's elsewhere. We have yet to see the deep persecution that so many of our sisters and brothers do in other nations, other countries, where there is no religious liberty, where they may not meet openly. So give strength and courage to Christians who meet underground, who meet in secret. We pray for pastors and and others who've been imprisoned. Father, have mercy upon your persecuted church today. Take heed, you senseless ones among the people, you fools, when will you become wise? Does he who implanted the ear not hear? Does he who formed the eye not see? And so, Lord, give us ears to hear and eyes that see as you hear and see. Does he who disciplines nations not punish? Does he who teaches man lack knowledge. The Lord knows the thoughts of man. He knows that they are futile. Blessed is the man you discipline, O Lord, the man you teach from your law. You grant him relief from days of trouble till a pit is dug for the wicked. Lord, give us the ability to endure hardship as discipline, as the writer of Hebrews reminds us. And where we're in difficult circumstances, Lord, help us to, to receive this as discipline, not as punishment, but rather you're shaping, shaping us and deepening us. Lord, you say that there's a blessing to those who are disciplined, who are taught. And so grant relief to us in our day of trouble. For the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. Amen. Judgment will again be founded on righteousness. May it be so, Lord, and all the upright in heart will follow it. Oh, how we yearn for that. <laughs> when judgment in this world is founded on righteousness, not on injustice, not on bias, not on those who have money or status or power, but there would be true justice administered on earth. Who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will take a stand for me against evildoers? Unless the Lord had given me help, I would have soon dwelt in the silence of death. When I said, my foot is slipping, your love, O Lord, supported me. Amen. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul. Lord, you know how I love this verse. And so for my own life, for, for the lives of my family and loved ones, for, for those listening, for Greenwich, uh, for the, the loved ones in each of our lives, Father, when anxiety rises up, when it's great within us, may your joy, the joy of the Lord, be our strength and consolation. May it be so, Lord. Even today, anxiety washes upon us uh, with some news, some medical news, uh, 
an economic or financial struggle we have, a, a challenge in the relationship, Lord, when anxiety rises, Lord, draw us back to yourself and to the joy of Jesus Christ. Can a corrupt throne be allied with you, one that brings on misery by its decrees? No. And so, Lord, we pray for these United States of America. And though we don't have thrones, we have other forms of government and, and places of power and influence and public service. And so we pray, oh Lord, that this would be a, a land of the free and the home of the brave and that we might be responsible citizens, even as we pray for the new administration, all who would advise President Biden. We pray that there would not be corruption in, in places of power. Mm. They band together against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. These are these evil, evil, corrupt thrones. But the Lord has become my fortress and my God, the rock in whom I refuge, take a refuge. He will repay them for their sins and destroy them for their wickedness. The Lord our God will destroy them. Mm. Amen, Lord. We trust that vengeance belongs to you. This is how the psalm begins. O God, who avenges. And so let us know that you will take vengeance. You will set the world right. It is not our job to, to try to bring about vengeance on earth. Lord, restrain our hand, restrain our tongues to that end and trust that you, O God, will take care of this world in setting things right. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And then the Pilgrim Psalm, Psalm 124. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say. If the Lord had not been on our side when men attacked us, when their anger flared against us, they would have swallowed us alive. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird out of the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Lord, thank you for this sweet pilgrim psalm. If you were not on our side, we would not stand a chance. So have mercy, Lord. Have mercy upon us. Remind us. Remind us through the words of this psalm and, and these psalms that we live in a world that is hostile to the faith, to hope, to love in Christ, but that you are with us. You sustain us. You, you help us to escape like a bird. And so, Father, if any of us is trapped Lord, I pray that you would show the way that escape has been provided. And Lord, help us to know that our help always is in your name, your strength, your character, your compassion, your faithfulness, your truth. And so our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Amen. Psalm 124, that pilgrim psalm. Um, interesting theme today. I think I've, I've recognized this before, but I think praying them out loud like this brought it to me. This theme of oppression and attack 
the enemies, right? The complaints that we pour out against it. And so I'm reminded we don't complain. Don't complain to other people. We do so much of that, but then we become part of the problem rather than part of the solution. If we're just arguing and bickering and complaining about the state of affairs in our world or the um, state of affairs in, in your life, um, turn those complaints upward and recognize, and again, the Psalms help us to do that, recognize that our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And so, God, we thank you for this day's psalms, and we offer them humbly, simply, and faithfully uh, on this day of our pilgrimage, trusting that you are with us always through Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray, and who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you on this day as you make pilgrimage towards that heavenly city. Amen and amen.